are we seeing more road rage and why we are so angry in our vehicles. And that's why joining us is Dr. Amanda Stevens from Monash University Accident Research Center in Australia. So it's Thursday afternoon here. Uh, Good Friday morning to you, Dr. Stevens. (laughs) Hi, Sarah. Thanks for having me on. It's wild to me. I know it's just time change, but wild to me that it's Thursday here and you're having a coffee there Friday morning and and we're still going to have the same conversation. And, and and it's also about 90 degrees here at the moment, so it's beautiful. Oh, okay, yes. If you didn't hear earlier, it's minus 30 here, but with the wind, it feels like minus 45. So different world, well, different worlds, but same issue because we're talking road rage here, and you have been studying road rage for more than two decades. Yes, yes, absolutely. And I've, I've, I've studied it across a number of countries, although I haven't um, studied it in Canada. And, and wherever I work, um, it's a problem. And people will say to me, I think we've got the worst road rage here where I live. So it's, it's, a, it's a global problem that we all have. Now, you have a very interesting field of work, though, because when you think about roads in their simplest form, they're designed to bring people and cars together to get from point A to point B. Sometimes we also share our roads with cyclists. Sometimes we also share our roads with pedestrians. So in a structure that's meant to be cohesive and collaborative, why is it we get so angry on our roads? And you've studied it across so many countries. So what is the unifying answer? Oh, it, it, you know, the, the simple answer is there isn't one specific reason why why we get so angry. But I often often say to people, we tend to think that whatever's going on in our life sort of stops when we get in the car door, uh, but it, it doesn't. So it comes in the car with us and it shapes how we are as drivers. So if, if we're stressed or we're frustrated or we're running late under time pressure or we're going to a meeting we're not really looking forward to, um, that's all going to influence how we are when we get on the road. And when we're on the road and we're driving, we've got a lot going on mentally. We have to work out how to drive. We have to work out the route. We have to deal with the traffic. So we don't have a lot of leftover resources to sort of really think about situations and what's going on. So we have to make decisions and react to things really quickly. And that's often why we're we're quicker to get angry uh, and we might be quicker to to express that anger aggressively as well. So it's it's a whole combination of things. And usually when people get aggressive on the road, it's not one specific thing it's it's a build-up of a lot of things that lead to that one moment you know it's interesting because I haven't thought about it that way that when you're angry in your house or you're angry at your work or you're frustrated with your kids or whomever and then it feels like maybe the car should be a separate moment a separate experience but it's not it's just a continuation of your day you're just going from a one place to a different place except now you have a car going 60 kilometers an hour in your hands and things can get even dicier Absolutely. We, we drive as we feel. Uh, and and uh, unfortunately as well, when we're in our car, we tend to feel a little bit more protected uh, and isolated and we tend to forget that we're part of the road network uh, and we could all work together. But it's sort of just us in our bubble trying to achieve our specific goal. Um, so, so it does isolate us a little bit. Joining us is Dr. Amanda Stevens from the Monash University Accident Research Centre in Australia. Do you look at what the difference is, Doctor, between the difference between when you're just feeling maybe a little aggressive and then when that actually escalates to what we would call quote unquote proper road rage? Yes, yeah, so we, we think about it in terms of a, a continuum uh, and and 
what we find is that the more minor sort of responses, so so most of us on the road at some time will have got frustrated or angry. And most of the time when we get frustrated or angry, we, we don't do anything. But there's one or two occasions where it's just the last straw um, and that's when we might react aggressively. So, so most of us will get a little bit um, frustrated or angry and we might swear or honk the horn or gesticulate at another driver. Um, then, then there's ways of expressing that using your vehicle so speeding or your tailgating. Tailgating in Australia is um, or following someone a little bit too closely, particularly if they're driving um, in what we would think is the fast lane over here or um, driving a little bit under the speed limit. Um, and that's a big problem that we have here. Uh, so using your vehicle in a way to express your anger or to try to encourage another driver to, to get out of your way or change their behaviour, and that's, that's relatively common. And then we have the very extreme um, acts that, that you spoke about earlier. Uh, so most of the research that we do focuses in on that minor and they're using the vehicle aggressively. And so what does the research say? Did road rage start out as a as a bigger problem? We got better and then did COVID and the pandemic escalate the numbers or do something again to us to make us spicier and more irritated on our roads? It's such an interesting question and it's something we're definitely looking at over here in Australia because during the, the lockdowns, um, we were working with, with aggressive drivers. We have a, a program to sort of help people avoid becoming aggressive. And we're working with a lot of them. And one thing that came out was how nice the roads were uh, because they were they were no longer congested. You were no longer dealing with a different range of drivers. Um, and, and so one thing that's really come out of, of the lockdowns was we're getting back into having to deal with that, that frustrating commute or those conflicts. And it's amazing how you get used to it over time um your you know your hour commute of just you know grief and aggression becomes normalized so we all sort of got to take a step out of that and have a look at it so we're really getting back into it over here we're finding reports of definitely people are thinking that aggression is getting worse and that people are more risky on the roads um and this makes a lot of sense because we're you know we're getting back into the swing of things we're having to get back on the roads and having to face that again after not having it but also most of us are a little bit more stressed Mm -hmm. and probably a little bit under more time pressure than we've been we've been used to so we're adjusting again and so what do your numbers say at this point in, in early 2024? How many of us generally have been involved in sort of some sort of road rage incident, either as the instigator who's maybe escalated it or the other person who thinks like, whoa, whoa, I didn't even do anything here. Why are you beeping at me or swerving at me or giving me the finger? How many of us are involved in these, in these altercations? So, so early 2024 numbers, uh, I, I don't have, but I know some research we did, uh, Australia specific, about 60% of drivers will say that, you know, they've experienced aggression from others. And a lot, a lot of the times that's your tailgating and you, so you're following too closely um, and things that really do you know, are quite um, quite nerve-wracking and scary for drivers. Uh, but but less less people will say they do it. About I think thirty percent will say they do it. Um, so so yeah, we're we're definitely finding people people experience it more than they say that they do it. Which is impossible, right? Those numbers need to line up if, if they're going to admit to doing it or being part of it. So you need to have those numbers align and say, yes, I've done it. I am ashamed or I own it or whatever it is. But if some are saying they were part of it and some were saying they weren't a part of it, someone is not telling the truth, doctor. 
Yes, no, absolutely. And I think you said something earlier, Sarah, which I thought was um, is something I say quite often too. It, it has such a ripple effect. So the effects of that aggression can last a lot longer than the incident itself because it will it will make people, other people drive differently. Either they become angry or aggressive and then they drive differently or they become more cautious and more nervous uh, and, and sort of change their driving behaviour. And then that in itself can also attract aggression from other drivers. So, so that one incident can ripple through the network and last quite a long time and I often try to remind people of that um, particularly for drivers who feel more vulnerable it can have lasting effects well I really appreciate you joining us as Dr. Amanda Stevens from the Monash University Accident Research Center in Australia I hope you have a lovely Friday morning <laughs> in your sizzling <laughs> temperatures and I appreciate you giving us your your insight on what's happening on our roads because it just seems here particularly in Alberta it's getting worse we had a different study that came out a few weeks ago that said it was actually called the rage report and it found that Albertans are actually very angry in other areas so I think it's important to recognize when you're feeling frustrated and angry at home at work but particularly on the roads when we're sharing that space with so many other people also just trying to get through their day. Okay.